It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After listening to today's episode of Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, listen to Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Dave Harrison. He is Chris Russell back together for what seems like a, a long time, Chris. I know both of our voices were on several episodes, but this is the first time we're recording together in quite some time, of course. When we are not here, you can find Chris still at the Team 980 with Pete Methurst. Also find the Russell and Methurst show on the Odyssey app. You can also find LOWFT on the Odyssey app. That, of course, is 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Find Chris covering the Washington football team and writing for SI.com on Twitter at WrestleMania621. I am on Twitter at DHarrison82 and the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, first of all, how you been? Because it has been so long, but also a huge, huge event. Friday night under the lights, practice at FedEx Field, fans back in the stadium. Yeah, that atmosphere yeah. Like? first of all, it's good to be back, like you said, together, because uh, like you said, you did a couple of shows all by yourself, and then you did me a solid, uh, and you recorded uh, a couple of great interviews with Darren Haynes from WUSA 9 and Tegna in Washington, D.C., and uh, uh, and and also with Marcus Mosier of Locked on Cowboys. So I enjoyed uh, listening and putting those uh, together for the last couple of episodes of last week. So I appreciate that but yeah good to have obviously live interaction uh with you uh uh right here doing this but yeah fedex field um we were there on friday night and you know it's a really cool event like washington did this at fedex field for the first time last year uh but it was on a monday afternoon and obviously no fans could go uh to the practice David, you know, because of COVID. And it was basically meant to be a dry run for, hey, oh, by the way, we're not also able to play any preseason games here. This is just a dry run to like, like be in this cavernous stadium, 75,000 seats and nobody's there, (laughs) you know. And uh, so I remember that vividly. Friday night was a very, 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 very festive and different atmosphere, which was good. Uh, I'll get the one negative out of the way. The team issued 20,000 free passes to general admission seats at FedEx Field. And then they had about 5,000 premium club level access for season ticket holders, club seat holders, all that type of thing, where they had food, drinks, all that stuff. David, the, the problem with something being free, it's awesome that it's free. And they also gave free parking. The problem is, that people at at such a limited number, 20,000, which doesn't seem limited, but it is, people grabbed those tickets and then they didn't use them. 
They didn't come and they didn't turn them back in. Maybe they tried. I don't know. But there was way less than 20,000 people in the general. Yet the tickets were sold out for several days, if not actually weeks from the time that they put them and made them available. So all of the parking, all of the general admission tickets, Everything was sold out, so people or not sold out was issued out. So fans that really wanted mm-hmm. to go and maybe didn't do it right away couldn't get in because other fans chose to claim the tickets. And then you know maybe something legitimate comes up, or maybe they just said, eh, "I don't feel like going. I don't feel like sitting mm-hmm. in traffic." So that was the only bad thing, right? Is that I was expecting, hopefully for a lot more fans that don't get to go to games or that are really passionate about the team to be in attendance. That being said, I think it was a pretty interesting atmosphere to see a Friday night practice. You know, everybody knows about Friday night lights and all that stuff, right? This was Friday night football to see a a practice and all the guys, you know, wearing different uniforms and music and the new drum line and the new, uh, you know, the the new entertainment team and, you know, the, the, the practice up on the big board. So if you if you miss something live this and the only one available in the DMV area for fans, because remember, Richmond was for fans, but that's pretty far away. Nothing at at the Inova Sports Performance Center is open to the public. So this was the only opportunity for fans to actually see it. Uh, and I, I thought it was a cool event. I think Jason Wright and his staff uh, did a, a, a pretty good job of, of organizing it all. Again, some things to tweak for next year, but I thought it was a good concept. I thought it was a good idea. The guys seemed to like it. Pads, uh, guys like Diami Brown uh, on Sunday said, whoa, you know, like I walk into FedEx Field and even though it's not full, it's a way, 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 way different atmosphere that I've kind of been used to and expecting. So I-, I thought it was really cool. And I think the players and the coaching staff and certainly the fans had a real good time yeah absolutely i mean a great event for for all involved and you know it's it, like you said it's unfortunate that some of the passes went unused some of the parking went unused but you know hopefully those who were in attendance uh greatly appreciated the opportunity to be back there i mean it, it's been yeah. such a long time since fans have been able to be a part of those types of events and then speaking of rookie wide receiver deami brown uh so the full quote of what he said on sunday uh quote it opened my eyes it was definitely a big stadium for me it's definitely bigger than a college stadium was just being out there with the fans being out there. It's amazing because it's a lot of people that's rooting for us and you always have to thank them End quote. So first of all, you, you love the maturity of a young guy who's getting his first, you know, uh, experience as an mm-hmm. NFL player in an NFL stadium to still appreciate the fans because this is a, this is a very, I call it a symbiotic relationship. You know, like without the media, the players aren't as famous as they are, but without the fans to consume the media, the media doesn't have a job. And then without the players, nobody has anything to talk about. So it's a very, we all kind of rely on each other. And last year, there was a third of that equation just kind of in, missing from from everything. So to see that start to return is great. But but look at those rookies. And I mean, again, first time for a lot of these guys in an NFL stadium, at least as NFL players, it's their first time in the stadium. With all the festivities going on, it's kind of hard. You know, it's more celebration than it is work and official mm-hmm. function. But did you hear about or did you witness any what you would call rookie bugs? Not that we're worried about them because, I mean, cut the guys a little bit of slack. But did you did you witness it or did it? I mean, was it just a, a night that went off without a hitch for everybody? Yeah, I think it was more that. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't hear it or see anything extremely odd or or a guy barfing or whatever because he was nervous. Uh, you know, I, I, I just... 
I think the guys were, and I know the organization and, and Ron Rivera addressed the audience uh, like he did on the last day in Richmond. I, I think be, between COVID and no fans last year and then how bad the organization was at embracing its fan base, I think they're trying to do everything the right way to win the fans back, to bring the fans back. So that was the big thing. And I think the players and coaches and the organization certainly appreciate that. So that was Friday night football at FedEx field. When we come back uh, here on the locked on Washington football team podcast, we'll get into some of the nitty gritty of what I saw uh, over the weekend uh, at uh, another practice, uh, this time back at the team facility uh, and kind of some big picture offensive and defensive uh, items right here on the LOWFT with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Yeah. Is that really surprising? The game is rigged against you guys. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You really don't stand a chance. But if you have Stat Hero, now you do. What's Stat Hero? Well, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you the lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. All you have to do is get the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Segment two here of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Kicking off the week, Chris Russell here, David Harrison with you, rejoining you together for the first time in, in a little while. And I know that our listeners, Chris, they don't appreciate when we're not together, but we're, it's kind of a divide and conquer type of atmosphere uh, when you're covering a team that's got so many things going on. Yeah. No, I'd like to say I, we we are very sensitive to to that. And, and yes, we've been a little bit helter skelter in terms of being together. I hope people understand that, you know, the summertime is a slower time and obviously some vacations and a break because, you know, we're a 52 week a year operation around here. It's not like we have an off season. Okay. Um, now, I would say for the most part, you know, we're going to be back together, you know, at the most episodes, <laughs> not every episode, but most episodes, uh, you know, throughout at least you know, the, the foreseeable future, we might, you know, you might take a day off, I might take a day off here and there, but we always have people covered. So just, you know, don't give up on us, have faith. We're going to be together a lot more than obviously uh, the summer, which kind of breaks up some things, you know, again, for natural reasons in that we don't have a six week summer break like the Washington football team did where they don't have any responsibilities or requirements. So we're trying to keep the show going uh, and we will bring you the very best content. That's what I wanted to say. 
Absolutely. And no matter what, you're going to get five episodes a week, if not more. Sometimes you might get more. Uh, uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But whether it's both of us, whether it's one of us, you're going to get the best coverage that the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast can provide. And speaking of that coverage, Chris, again, training camp still going on. We've got preseason action coming up this week. So everybody has that to look forward to and get excited about. But let's start to dive a little bit deeper into what you've been witnessing at training camp, and even some of the things that we've been seeing on social media and in other media outlets, starting with the offense. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I got a, I got a specific question for uh, you. Though, okay. Because we know the quarterback is the right. most important position on the field, mm-hmm. no matter what phase of the game you're talking about. So my first question has to be about Dax Milne getting reps with the first team. Yeah, you know, like like Dak, I think they're rotating uh, just a lot of guys with a lot of different units. So I wouldn't read too much into this. Okay, I know, I know uh, they like Dax Milne, but remember, Curtis Samuel yeah. is still out, uh, and and they're yeah. trying to figure out. Honestly, David, as we've talked about, they're trying to figure out who's going to be not only their fifth or sixth receiver but also their mm-hmm. kick returner and their punt returner. And, and that's where Dax Millen yep. comes in. You know, he could be and should be their primary punt returner because that's what he's yep. really good at. It. They had to stop using him in that role at BYU, um, you know, because he was too valuable as a receiver. Make no mistake about it. He's not going to mm-hmm. be a starting wide receiver on this team, you know, as long as Terry McLaurin and, and Adam Humphreys uh, and presumably Curtis Samuel, who's still on pup uh, COVID, uh, but was out on the field yeah. on Sunday in in terms of at least being out there, uh, still dealing with the hamstring. So who knows how long it's going to be until he's ready. But even if he's not ready for week one, I don't think, uh, again, I don't think Dax Milne is going to replace him in the starting lineup. The one thing I will say is for the most part, he did have one uh, I, I guess it would be a contested drop on Sunday. For the most part, what I've seen is he catches almost everything. And that goes back to May and OTAs. And again, I really think his value is as a punt returner, which they don't have a natural punt return. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, getting some opportunities. Chris, I really thought you've been you've been pounding the Dax Milne table this entire offseason. So I was really hoping you were going to seize the opportunity <laughs> to really boast and brag about your guy. Getting reps well, I would tell I would tell you this. It's it's interesting that you bring yeah. it up. I've fallen in love with somebody else. You 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 want yeah, that let's name? Do it. DeAndre Carter. Yeah, I like Milne as well, right? But DeAndre Carter, David, I think he, you know, like while Milne could be the punt returner, DeAndre Carter could do both. He could be a kick returner and a punt returner. He's got experience in both, and they, you know, kind of worked him in that role. Oh, and by the way, they run a lot of jet reverses, a lot of jet action, you know, some gadget type stuff for him. And he Last Saturday in Richmond, the final day of training camp, he caught everything. Uh, I didn't notice him, quite honestly, on Friday night and Sunday like I did last Saturday in Richmond. Again, the final practice down there. But when I say he ca- caught everything, I'm, I'm talking about in one practice, he probably had six or seven catches and three touchdowns. Now, again, it's practice. Right. I understand that. But I even asked Ron Rivera about him, and he was very impressed by him and you know, kind of singing his praises about the multi-versatility Again, I, I don't think Dax Milne and DeAndre Carter both make the team, but I think both are. One is on the team, probably, and one is on the practice squad, or at the mm-hmm. very least, both are on the practice squad and priority call-ups. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the silver lining. You know, when a guy like Curtis Samuel can't practice and he can't get those reps in, that's always the silver lining. You have a younger guy or an unproven guy who came in, 
getting the opportunity to potentially show what they can do. And, and I mean, you never know. Sometimes these teams, they, they turn some of these players into, into, into trades for future six-round picks, and you never know what that six-round pick can also yep. become. But we do need to talk quarterback, obviously, because it is the most important position on the field. So what have you been seeing out of Ryan Fitzpatrick? What have you liked about him? And then let's talk Taylor Heineke because there's been a lot of mixed yeah. – you know, it's been a very mixed bag about him, and there's been a lot of fans kind of laughing at everybody who wanted Taylor to be a starter. But then he kind of bounced back a little bit. So what have you seen out of, obviously, the starter, but then also some of the backups? Well, let me give you something on Fitzy. I mean, you know, Friday night, uh, I was told, uh, you know, he he was really amped up for that practice because that was the first time that he had really played, uh, you know, played. I mean, he practiced. He had played in a preseason game in 2010 with the Buffalo Bills mm -hmm. um, at FedEx Field. He had never in, in any regular season game against the Washington football team slash Redskins, he had never played at FedEx Field. And they treated Friday night kind of like a game, right? I mean, yeah. it wasn't, but it, they treated it like that in a way. So I think that was an interesting uh, little thing for him. He's still got to get comfortable again with that atmosphere, with the new surface, all that stuff, and obviously continuing to develop timing and rhythm with the offense. I mean, clearly he still favors Adam Humphreys. We all see that. But in one, on Sunday morning at practice, in one team period, David, I, I had him going six for eight and connecting and finishing off the drive with Terry McLaurin on a crosser uh, for a touchdown. Uh, and he had some nice throws, mostly, mostly to the left and right flat, getting rid of the ball quickly, not allowing the pressure to get to him uh, at one point, kind of almost dropping down three quarters or sidearm to get away from a leaping and a lunging chase young who had come barreling in at him to complete a pass. I thought that was good. Um, as far as Heineke goes, I I've just seen a lot of ups and downs, quite honestly. I mean, there are plenty of ups, right? He, he, he found Diami Brown, the rookie who you mentioned earlier uh, for a big touchdown who had beaten coverage uh, of a couple of defensive backs. He also had another touchdown pass. I think it was to Samus Reyes, if memory serves me correctly on Sunday, but he's also had mistakes. He's also had interceptions. Right. He's also not seemed comfortable in the pocket. And Ron Rivera pointed out, that, you know, in practice, they're trying to get these guys to work more from the pocket as opposed to, you know, rolling and sprinting them out and so on and so forth. And that's where Taylor's game is, is in Ron's opinion. And, you know, I, I mean, he's the head coach is, is at its best, right? He's not a pure pocket passer. And that obviously makes sense. So I would I would just say, let's be careful about, you know, crowning or demoting Taylor Heineke. Um, I, I think he's still going to be the number two in as much Kyle Allen isn't healthy right now. He's not able to practice right. and Steven Montez isn't good. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, that's as, as short as I can make the report. Yeah. Steven's a camp arm. That's for sure. So, I mean, the, you know, how the backups stack up in, in some ways, it really doesn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, there's, there's nothing, you know, if, if, if Taylor Heineke is listed as the two, Kyle Allen is the three, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out for some reason. There's nothing that compels Ron Rivera. You have to play Taylor Heineke because he's listed as your number two. Like if he thinks the situation warrants Kyle Allen over Taylor Heineke, he can play whoever he wants at quarterback. So right, it, but Kyle know. Allen's got to get healthy. I mean, Absolutely. period. You know, he's he's it's you know he's he was active for the start of training camp, but now you start to see him not practicing. Well, that's yeah. a big problem. I, and we've seen this rodeo before, uh, specifically with Colt McCoy around here and others, mm -hmm. where guys are cleared and guys rush back and guys mm -hmm. want to practice and guys want to play and they're cleared and then they have problems. Yep, absolutely. And, and Curtis Samuel's a guy in that situation. We heard Ron Rivera 
talk about how they're they're not really too in too big of a rush to get him back because he already knows the scheme. We're going to hear more from the head coach of the Washington football team on tomorrow's episode. But real quick, Chris, before we get into our next break, let's talk defense. Jamin Davis, number one overall pick for the franchise, the first-round draft pick in this year's draft. I saw you tweeting some good things about him, yep. about his fluidity and his ball tracking. What have you seen from the first-round draft pick so far? Yeah, so there's been a little bit of like, you know, some people have said, well, he's not, you know, he's not flashing. He's not blowing up. Play. I mean, it's hard to really get a read on that. But I just real quickly, I'll give you one example. And this is the thing that I was tweeting about. Uh, and 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 people can check it out. Uh, I think uh, we retweeted it at LockWFTPod or at WrestleMania 61. One play, Jamin Davis lined up on the left side of the defense, the right side of the offense, basically walked up over a tight end, and then recognized where the play was going in team in full team period. He recognized that the play was going to the opposite side of the field, and he read that, and then he went from left to right on the defense down the line without even running at full speed, David. And he was the first guy to pop JD McKissick at the point of contact at the point of the catch. So not even running full speed recognizes where the play is going, recognizes that he can peel off Hmm. a blocking tight end that he had walked down on. And again, wasn't even close to full speed and still crossed the entire field Hmm. to be the first guy there and almost simultaneous with the point of contact. That's what that's part of what Jamin Davis gives you. We'll get more obviously uh, into the defense and some of the observations that I have uh, from training camp and from another practice on Monday morning on the next episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, but just a little taste. Did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out, but there's a good chance that you know about them through us here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. As we always tell you, David's is mint brownie in terms of a favorite flavor. Mine is peanut butter brownie, but I love many of the flavors. So does David too. I even like the Built Bar Bites that I got, birthday cake with sprinkles flavor. You can get whatever you need. If you haven't tried all the flavors, get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors, or you can break it down even more. They're high in protein, low in calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, and healthy as a meal replacement, post-workout treat, or a late-night dessert. Order today. Get the raspberry, the mint brownie, whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is back. So if you want to find all your prop bets, all your future bets for the NFL or any sports uh, at betting that you're trying to place, head over to betonline.ag for all your news, odds, and latest info. For the next contest, head over, get all your sign-up bonuses and your contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head to betonline.ag. Sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Yes, we are back together. We will continue to bring you the best coverage for the WFT as we draw closer to the preseason lid lifter Thursday night in New England, Foxborough. Looks like we're going to get to see Ryan Fitzpatrick and others. We'll have some analysis on that as we get closer to game time. But, David, we wanted to... Uh, of course, continue to encourage fans uh, and, and listeners to ask questions and to offer their comments and their opinions via our email and via our voicemail line at 301-615-3577. And what do you know? We ask and you guys deliver. Fellas, what it do? It's Kenny on here. Man, I've been following that Aaron Rodgers situation and uh I don't know. It just seems like it's just getting a little messy. You know, I understand that he feels like he's the Green Bay Packers. Like, they come to play with him and everything. And, yeah, he's going to move on. Yeah, he he is still a great quarterback. And having him would definitely, I feel like, be that thing that pushes us even further. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling like, will that mess then come over? Is everything that he's asking in Green Bay, is he going to want at whatever team he goes to, like, like roster control and uh, this and that, this and that? Is he going to want all of that at his next team? I don't know. What do you think about that? I, honestly, if, if that's the case, I would not want him. It's not worth it because Ron and everybody that building uh, the culture and everything, I, I wouldn't want Rogers coming over and messing that up. But let me know what y'all think. All right, Kevin, thank you as always. Appreciate it. Um, so I like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, you know, look at the, at this point, David. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, a, a lot. I mean, I I think it's pretty clear he's staying right in Green Bay, and because of this reworked contract, you're going to still have to trade for him next off season, mm-hmm. right? Certainly, I figure the Washington Football Team, if things don't go right this year, and if Ryan Fitzpatrick is more Fitz tragic than Fitz magic. I think they're going to be a contender. I think they would consider strongly pulling the plug on Aaron Rodgers. Remember, Ron Rivera's a Cal guy. Uh, Mike Silver, who's joined this team as you know a media person or whatever he is, is a Cal guy. They're going to put the hard pressure on Aaron Rodgers to consider Washington. And, and I definitely think there would be interest. But, I mean, what cost do you have to pay? I'd like it a lot better if Aaron Rodgers was a free agent mm-hmm. next year as opposed to two years from now. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that that would be the best way to do it. And that's why the Packers, you know, when they reworked his deal, that's why they left the two years on there. Uh, he's going to play with Green Bay this year, and then presumably he's going to get traded next year during the offseason. Uh, and if the reports are to believe, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a say into where he ends up getting traded to. It's not just going to be Green Bay shipping him off uh, to wherever they want to send him off to. He's going to kind of get to pick where he goes. As far as wanting Aaron Rodgers on the team i would say this on the field you absolutely want him on your team because he's a leader uh he he, he does more with less you know than, than a lot more quarterbacks get um, but at the same time basically i, I think what, what 
what it boils down to is Aaron Rodgers asking for respect. He feels like he's earned. He's not asking for favors. He's not asking for, you know, uh, to, to be given something that he hasn't gone out there and fought for. This man, you know, the, for the last 30 years or so, the Green Bay Packers have had two of the best quarterbacks to play of, of all time on their roster, and they've only won two Super Bowls doing it. So when you're one of those quarterbacks and you've gone to the team continuously and said, hey, let me help bring talent in here. Let me help tell you what we need in the locker room, what we need on the field. And you're consistently getting shunned and getting told, no, just go play football. It's 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 pretty it's pretty it's almost expected that a player of Aaron, Cal- Aaron Rodgers caliber would feel the way that he does. So if you're the Washington football team bringing him in there, look, Aaron Rodgers hasn't built the Washington football team. Aaron Rodgers would be coming into the Washington football team to help take an already successful roster to the next level, kind of like what Camion just said. That's an entirely different circumstance. Now he may still want some consideration for when it comes time to like, hey, who are, who are we going to look at drafting? Who are we going to look at signing? But that's like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave to Tom Brady. And, and Grand Tom Brady's had a lot more success in winning and all that stuff in his career. But Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are kind of in that same echelon of quarterbacks uh, in all-time history. You know, I think Tom kind of stands alone. But, you know, they're both towards the top of that pyramid if you're going to stack uh, all-time greats of quarterbacks. So if Ron Rivera and the franchise are willing to give Aaron Rodgers the floor to, to give some input, then so be it. If they're not, then they probably should move on because it's obviously what he wants. But that's a conversation they just have to have and be honest with each other because if they if they don't see eye to eye on that whole thing, Aaron's not going to want to go to Washington. Washington's not going to want Aaron. They're going to go separate ways anyway. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, and I don't I don't know if Ron Rivera is willing to give up control uh, and significant input. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode. But you guys know that betting on the NFL or, or the Washington football team or Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And as we mentioned, and, and as you can hear, Camion always makes good use of it. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577. Pound that voicemail. We want to hear from you with the game starting to come up this week. We want to hear from you as many different voices. Don't be shy. 301-615-3577. If you are shy, fire us off an email. LockWFTPod at gmail.com. That's going to do it. Uh, For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russ. Back with another episode shortly of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.